Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. On today's episode of The Glue Guys... Oh my, Brian! Take it and you shove it in the hole, Michael. You stick the shove in it. How does that taste, Philly? How does that taste? How does that, Katie, Kyrie, James Johnson, SmackDown taste? The Nets are back. We're going to talk about Philly, Brooklyn, blood battle. gotta take you down like you're BK. Check <laughs> us out on Twitter at BK Glues, NetsDaily.com, The Athletic. Get yourself on the paywall, TheAthletic.com slash Glue Guys. A subsidiary of the New York Times. Michael. Michael. Give it to me. Give it to me. Right. Oh my God. Brian, did you watch the game tonight? I did catch that game, Mike. you watch the game tonight? Um, God, what are the takeaways? What are the top level uh, takeaways? Man? I don't know. I, it felt like kind of like a, a sloppy game. Didn't feel like something that like you could. Oh my God, Brian! I asked you on the last podcast. This is the one we did before the Sixers Nets game that we're going to be talking about on this very show. And I said, oh, "Are you are you worried? Mm. You know, are you afraid?" Um, I don't even I, remember what I said. Did I respond to that? I actually think you you were positive. I thought you you thought that this that the team was going to do well. You you had you had a, a positive feeling over the game. I had fear. I had pure fear. I thought I just thought James Harden was going to go for like a triple double. Joel Embiid would be unstoppable. They would get like a random really good forecon Corkmaz game. Well, um, and I was just Korkmaz. I was scared. And in and, and Brian, I'm never really wrong. Like that's kind of how. As an, That's as how your an, brain works. That's the protective. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're all a little like that, but you've you're very like that. Oh man, mm. oh man, what a joyous joy! I mean, I can't even just uh, the the feeling that it was. I had tweeted out after the first quarter. I don't, I don't even have the stat sheet in front of me because it almost doesn't matter. We don't need numbers to justify what we just saw. No. That was a crime. Just we don't pure, need DNA from the crime scene. We know that it was a murder. It's just pure feels. Um, after the first quarter, I tweeted, well, that first quarter went about as well as you could hope. But the first yeah. quarters in the NBA, you can have a really great first quarter, and then it evens out, and then it comes a tense game, and everyone gets scared. Yeah. The Nets continually destroyed and embarrassed Joel Embiid, James Harden, Doc Rivers, and those disgusting 
mouth-breathing Philadelphians. Yeah. Oh, they Back were Back angry. They were yelling everyone at R. Ben ever, Simmons. Everyone I've ever met from Philly called me today on the phone. I ignored <laughs> every single one of them, but for my my father-in-law, he gets the pass. That's you know, that's when you got to pick up. And he's a very kind soul. He was just, you know, he's he watches like three, oh, six Brian. <laughs> oh, he's a leprechaun. Oh, Mr. Brian. He's a, he's a leprechaun. Um, and and now I get to call them all back, Mike, and I'll and I'll leave long-winded voicemails about <laughs> about what just happened here. Uh, did you watch that game tonight? <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna tee off. Um, Honestly, that was a joy. Uh, for, for as long as we've been doing this pod, we've been doing this pod since Garnett and Pierce joined the Brooklyn Nets. True. At, um, I honestly don't know if there's a better, more satisfying regular season game that we have seen over that time frame. There, there have been good games. There's like the game everyone references is that game against the Kings that like D'Lo and Karis LeVert brought the team back from right. X amount down and won one. the game. You know, that's a classic Nets battle. There was the, um, the game against Oklahoma City Thunder where like Joe Johnson hit the game winner. Where sure. it like re like <laughs> wow, right at our, our pool. I'm just want to throw my credentials on the table, Mike, just in case anybody was <laughs> got the wrong idea about us. But um, man, the the pressure going into that game, the conversation going into the game, you had that image. I don't know if you saw this on Twitter, but there was some local news reporter um, in Philadelphia who had put out this video of he called it Ben Simmons is sneaking out of the back of the hotel to avoid fans. Mm. And really, when you watch the video. One Ben Simmons is walking with the rest of the Where team. Are you supposed to go? Where, like how? You, <laughs> there's, <laughs> there's usually there's not like a there's yeah. not a bat layer yeah. out of the hotel. There were two exits, and he yeah. chose an exit where the bus was. I was you, still surrounded by the mouth breathers that are in Philadelphia. Have Those you heard the rumor? Stained Satan's down in Philadelphia. Have you, have you heard the rumor about Taylor Swift like traveling inside of luggage? Like she'll go inside of a giant like luggage <laughs> no. thing. It wasn't like that. Ben Simmons wasn't inside the, the Louis Vuitton. <laughs> carry on well hey basically that's yeah. what he was wearing on this yeah. um true there there is so much to dig into this game that I, I i feel like it's significant that's why this game is so big yeah is that it's not just that it's like there's all the emotion of ben simmons returning to philadelphia him deciding to sit on the bench it's james harden playing it's the brooklyn nets which wow that was frosty mm -hmm. that was frosty the biggest thing that stood out with me about james harden is that kyrie irving chose to guard i mean you know they have a game plan the coaches talk about it i would think i don't know if you agree with this traditional game planning you probably put bruce brown on james harden right like there's similar body types bruce you can like his whole point to be on the floor is defense mm -hmm. um kyrie ultimately you want him focusing on offense and he's not known as a good defender right Kyrie took the Kyrie took that assignment really I think took, on purpose took the mantle there it was impressive I mean all of the defensive decisions were like keyed in from the beginning which is great like the the only thing that was like a little bit questionable was Drummond on Embiid which was like somewhat work he was just like fouling him and it was it just made the whole thing chaotic and, and bad I guess uh which is like you know in the grand scheme of things you could you could do worse but then Claxton comes in and puts on a clinic on Embiid, I thought it was Dude, really I'm like shocked. Yeah, it was the first time I was like, "Oh, he's he's he can he can turn up again. He can be the guy that we need him to be, the savior that we need him to be." He is a new hope. He's Skywalker. Stupid. He's there. He's, and and we were talking about this on the stream. The like the nemesises in the East uh, Eastern Conference of the Nets are so annoying. The Embiid and Giannis <laughs> are these like calamitous 
Like they just like everything is a spectacle and it all like almost always falls apart. And like refs are just like, I don't even know what to do with this. Is that I have, what is a foul when it, when it comes to this guy? And they're like, Reggie Miller's like, yeah, he's a 280 pounds. And it's when he's flailing at you, nobody knows what to make of it. And it's like, no, he's just fouling the shit out of everybody all the time. <laughs> it's awful. <laughs> it's awful to watch. And, uh, and we have two of these guys who are our ostensible nemesis and the in nemesi 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 <laughs> and uh and it's really annoying meanwhile we have two of the most like surgical executioners mm, mm. on offense just like the like the most pristine basketball like it truly an alien species <laughs> that have just like they're they've had a they've evolved next to machines and they're just so efficient and beautiful and then we got these two like like angry Herky, Hulk. jerky yeah, yeah like the skinny hulk like hulk with like a on a comedy like he's like he lost his muscle you know this kind of just dumb dumb bad marvel humor <laughs> villain <laughs> people to play against you brought up the truman capote scissors analogy yeah, yes. and that, that he has these dainty scissors and hardened, perfectly, hardened this, yeah. yeah well the nets kd and and kyrie the way they play basketball it's like there's an artistic form yes. that we're seeing right I mean, I don't. I, I will pull up the stats because it is worthy of seeing, like what let's Kevin Durant. Let's, let's read some box scores. <laughs> let's read some yeah, the new podcast reading <laughs> box scores. Actually, that would do really well. It's just someone reading, like an old man <laughs> on a hill reading Ooh. box scores to yeah, other man. old people. Uh, KD was ten for seventeen, fourteen rebounds, seven assists, two steals, a block, and twenty five points plus thirty four. Kyrie eight for seventeen, five for eleven from three. I mean. KD was like basically it was the thing that so like important note important note traditionally you would think okay like Matisse Thibel can do something against KD Matisse Thibel is like a second team all NBA dude he's a wing he's aggressive that's the reason why he's in the NBA is his defense um Tobias Harris though like not a great defender does have size athleticism all that KD could do whatever he wanted and if you go over to the Kyrie Irving Kyrie Irving could basically do whatever he wanted and as much as we can stress about who's going to guard Embiid, maybe Nick Claxton, maybe Drummond will foul him six times a game, and that'll be part of the strategy. That's, that's a big part of it. Um, and and Kyrie guarding Harden, the, the the Sixers, who the Nets may end up facing in the in the playoffs, and what and that's why this game really also and is going to end up mattering. We'll discuss that in a moment. Mm. Um, the the Nets could do whatever they wanted. This wasn't just like a, a an extreme shooting performance where they're hitting tough fadeaways and all that stuff. They had an amazing shooting night, 56% from the field, 45% from three, but they only shot 53% from the free throw line. Um, so it's only like, shot like six free throws. I mean, like how many, like I feel like we didn't shoot any well, they had, mean, towards the end. They did. Yeah. They had 17 versus Philly's 30 because Joel Embiid shot 15 for 19 from the free throw line, which to be honest though, th so th I think there's a strategy there, right? Where, there's an element of if Embiid's getting all of his points from the free throw line, yeah, you don't want him to do that. Those are easy buckets. He's a good free throw shooter and all that. But it does get teams out of rhythm. It does get the offense out of rhythm. Here's my favorite stat line from the night, if we're going to read box scores. Please. I I'm going to say it, and you're going to guess who it is, Brian. Okay. Three for 17 from the field. <laughs> Four turnovers. One offensive rebound. I'm just picking out the bad stuff. 11 points overall. Minus 30 tonight. Who do yeah. you think that was? Guess the box score. Brian. You know, Mike, I want to address something on this show, too. Whoa. I want to, I want to address your best something. friend. Me, apologizing. What? 
I thought you were going to talk about James Harden here. But yeah. uh, oh, I am going to talk about James Harden. Yeah, your best but friend. I'm, Everyone I'm gonna, thinks I'm gonna, that you I'm going to back into it. Yeah. Okay, so this is part of it, kid. Um, <laughs> it, it occurs to me that people have misunderstood my position on Harden. And they were looking for me oh. to to just disavow Harden, you know, like on the stream. We were watching the game together on the dirty stream. Mm-hmm. Link to that in the is through Discord, which is you get there through the Twitter bio or the YouTube <laughs> description. Um, and I want to make it clear. I disavow Harden. I just, I do. It's like asking somebody to just disavow, you know, I'm a Nets fan. I, I only root for Nets players. I don't do one of the, I'm not one of these guys who's going to fall around other players to other teams, like a weirdo. Okay. I think that that's just, that's not, that's not who I am. So if you need me to disavow it for me, it's like disavowing murder. Like you don't, you need someone to disavow. I don't want, yeah. It's like, okay, we well disavowed. He's not on my team. He's not my guy anymore. I just think that if <laughs> being like murder, yeah, I disavow, yeah, sure, I'll do it. I disavow murder or an anti murder pod. That's what I, yeah, we are. I'm anti all players who are not on the nets to, di- to varying degrees, but in general, I disavow them all. Sure. I mean, I we was, hate them all. They're all I, I loved, yeah. I loved, Loved watching Harden suck tonight. I'm not like that. I'm not. This is this is not hard for me to say. I, you know, it's not a problem for me. I, watching him <laughs> suck was fun. I didn't even mind the like mysterious phantom calf. His the hamstring of his calf got oh, hurt. Tell explain and people what the image that we saw. For I mean, I'm sure everyone watched the game. If I mean, videos, but it's him on the bench with like this weird green wrap around his leg. Yeah. And he's wearing the T-shirt, not even the jersey at that point. And it's like, I mean, I don't. You don't like to see anyone get hurt or whatever, but like. You know, the, this I mean, is what we dealt with. This is what this is the, fan, the the hamstring of his calf got hurt, which is you know we he's got hamstrings all over his body. He's, it's a rare. <laughs> he's condition. made of hamstrings, <laughs> just top to bottom hamstrings. And so this one went out of whack again, and that's fine. Again, I have no problem disavowing him. I just think that in the whole arc of that story, we didn't solve the big problem. But I'm not here to talk about that. That's not that's not what I'm here to talk about because I'm it's, disavowing James Harden right now. It's like in Men in Black when they go to the morgue and they're like, "This guy has no organs. He yeah. doesn't have." <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then the, his head pops open, and it's the little alien dude mm-hmm. who has the who wants the diamond universe thing. Right, James Harden. Not to get too gruesome, but he's just all he's just all ha- hamstrings, hamstrings, just everything hamstrings inside of him is <laughs> one long connected muscle that is constantly sore. It's a nightmare. Um, it's a true yes. nightmare. I mean, okay, yeah, we we everyone's a person, you know, and uh, everyone's yeah. a person, and we don't want people but to look, feel bad. But we look don't at how fast. For- Look at how fast I can make fun of James Harden. Make, <laughs> I'm really not. I'm not a. I'm not a complicated person, Mike. I don't. That's the mark of a true friend is that you are happy to make fun <laughs> ah, of that person. <laughs> yeah, it's like that. Okay, I get it. I um, it was delicious. Yeah, it was. Um, Hannibal Lecter looking at um Ad, another Ad, human to like, eat delicious. I loved that he saved his like November Harden for this game. It really was <laughs> honestly it made me like him more to be honest because it was like that was a gift. That was a real gift for us. Do you Thank think you. okay, <laughs> do yeah. you think that he did this as a as a tip of the hat to Nets fans <laughs> to say I would like it I'd like to think that he did. I'd, I would like to think that that's what happened. Oh, oh, we we have a special guest oh on the gosh. show. She's popping it's on. Like, like Let's the, hope this is live. Well, not really. I don't know if Mina can hear us. It's not live. Um her iPhone is connecting, so I'm going to stall here. I yeah, believe yeah. she's at a sporting event. Joining us live, not really, you're not live, <laughs> Mina. Joining hey. us on the show is Mina Kimes, net super fan. Mina, how are you feeling? Guys, I have, I'm sorry, I'm in crypto.com arena, and they're playing like the pregame music for this hockey thing. I'm trying to find a quiet Six. space. Is I want to mute myself until I find a quieter space. <laughs> okay, <laughs> keep, keep it mute. You can hop in whenever. We're just talking about how um, delicious it was to see James Harden fail in the way that he has. 
I, I we, was we should, have, we should have entrance theme music for people so when we just have this <laughs> we should just have a link going like forever and then you know just the stone john cena music i <laughs> yeah. mean for everybody by the way are you gonna get wrestlemania i'm gonna get wrestlemania uh stone cold like steve austin ordering is, the, the pay-per-view yeah. I'm going to order the pay-per-view. Stone Cold Steve Austin's back. That, that sounds yeah. like and a fun idea in. that you're going to regret within 20 minutes. Because <laughs> I'll be up by myself paying $70. Yeah. Yeah. I have to it's wake fun, up with it's the a fun thought, though. I love the thought. Hey, fun thought. Um, yeah. There, I mean, it, it's it's poetic. You know, the, the fact that all this attention is paid to Ben Simmons. Fans are screaming at him. There's a shot in the stands where the Nets had already blown out the 76ers. The game was over, essentially. And they take a shot of the fans as there's like a net fan cheering for Ben Simmons. And there's two Philly fans next to him just screaming at mm. Ben Simmons. Uh, Sham Sharania reported, and Mina, Mina is now live. Mina, Hi. where, where well, are we? Tell I people think this where is we where are. People smoke. Oh, good. <laughs> right on. There's no one here. Sorry, keep going. Sorry. Ben talk. Well, they're, they're, and they're, the Philly fans, you could see the. Um, the Omicron just spilling out of their mouth. And you're like, come on, this is we're all let's like what this guy's just trying to watch the basketball game. Let him enjoy the blowout with his fans and all that stuff. It was ugly. Mina. Okay. Yes. Hello. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can okay. hear you. Beautiful. Okay. So I'll just, I have a couple quick thoughts. Cause I actually, yeah. I, I'm here for hockey game one. Okay. Uh, I was wearing my Kevin Durant, scary Kittles sweatshirt, which I feel like, I that's now have to connection. wear every Nets game. Clearly, <laughs> like, that's the connection. It's working. Clearly, it's important. Um, two, you definitely spoiled night. One of you spoiled Nightmare Alley for me Shit. by comparing yeah. Bradley Cooper's character to. I just watched that Martin recently because too. now I know that whatever happens to him is not good. Yeah. Well, but it's a Guillermo del Toro movie. It was me, of course. Everyone, this is a meme. Yeah. And he, come on, I mean, Mina. You knew that. Do you think Bradley Cooper's going to go happily ever after? I, I feel bad. It's me, like, pretty, yeah, it's you, me this just is, being this defensive is, as hell right now. Some of us are waiting until the Academy Awards, like the lead up to watch all the best picture now. It's a good oh, movie. I know how it's going to end. I was trying it's to good. think of an analogy for the James Harden experience on the way here that was not a, a, a spoiler that would ruin a <laughs> yeah. uh, award winning movie for your audience. And smart. The thing, look, I've been very clear. I actually said this today on. Oh, that's the space heater. It's like about to fall on me. God. Um, I think James Harden was right to be annoyed with the situation. And I'm not entirely anti-Harden. I empathize with him. However, <laughs> I was fucking levitating tonight. Yeah. <laughs> and I think the analogy for me, like watching him is I was thinking back to college when you would go out with a pack of friends to a party and the party was pretty fun. But then one of your friends would say, hey, I heard about this other party, like, you know, Sigma Kai is throwing and there's hey. ice luge there. And so the whole pack of friends goes to the other party and it's not actually that great. And you yeah. regret leaving the party. I feel like mm -hmm. that's how James Harden probably felt tonight. I love that. Well, let me ask you this, Mina, because we're it sounds like we're in similar boats with the Harden take. Do you do you disavow James Harden? Because people have been asking me to specifically disavow <laughs> and i don't know what to do with with that take i guess i mean i don't want to be the guy that's not disavowing him what is what it's a weird position to be in you know? yeah i mean do i disavow someone who is frustrated because the co-worker he signed up with refused to get a universally accepted <laughs> license thank you no a do i disavow take. him though as a basketball player yeah absolutely. yeah sure exactly I, 
The fact Hepatico. that James Harden made as many twos as Ben Simmons tonight is like hanging in the loop. <laughs> that is a thing of yeah, beauty. I, I mean, I, like I said, I was floating, floating. How about oh. our boy Nick Claxton too? When he went in the game, I was so scared for my little baby boy, He's and a Bambi. I thought he'd yeah. held it down. He's a babe in the woods. It was so I good mean, to see him. going. I don't know what was your emotion going into the game because I was terrified. I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be the reverse of what happened tonight. Oh, I predicted, and that's when on around the horn today. Um, so, Shout out. Uh, you know, feeling pretty good. Uh, Pablo Torre predicted Sixers win, so that sucks for him. Yeah, but um, I would. I, I like the whole first quarter. I I, I tweet this even when the Nets were up. 17 and it felt like they couldn't miss and the shot making was like the most best I've ever seen. I was super stressed. Um, yeah. <laughs> I would say, you know, it just, it felt like it, it felt so much closer than it was because of all the emotion and everything, all the hoopla and all of that. But, you know, I, obviously by the end I was at peace. Um, I, now I'm like in phase three, which is how much of this do we take away? How much of this, you know, moving forward matters, but I'm, I'm trying not to get there. I'm just trying to enjoy the moment. So let's ask one last question. How much do you take away from this game? Man, I mean, the, the, the takeaway, well, I, I mean, obviously the defense was a lot feistier than I think anyone expected. Mm. I think two takeaways, I mean, just the freakish nature of the Nets offense when it's rolling. We obviously already knew that. But you have to combine that with the fact that I think the Sixers defense has been kind of overrated as people have been calling them contenders for a variety of reasons, you know, lack of big depth. So many revenge games, by the way. I forgot DeAndre Jordan was on this team. So, so many. The layers. Paul Millsap um, just sitting, just oh, yeah. sitting on Paul the sidelines. He, yeah, he falls into that. We went to the wrong party, too. I, yeah. I, I think my takeaway is I actually think the Nets, when they have Kyrie Irving, even without Ben Simmons, match up really well with the Sixers. I do. Um, and I think that was like fully on display tonight. Well, well, Mina, don't worry. Someone in the Nets Facebook group said that Kyrie is going to play on Sunday at home against the Knicks. So it's official. Someone in the Facebook group <laughs> said it. Say. Yeah, so. Say. All right, well, enjoy the hockey game. Thank All you right. for popping on. Bye. It's my Bye. favorite podcast. Thanks for having me on. Thanks, it's an man. honor. I Thank listen you. to every episode. You're the oh, best. Thanks, Thank Mina. you. Um, let's do this quick break and coming back. Brian and I are just going to keep digging in, and then we're I'm going to let Brian go well, to sleep. Where I you go. seem tired. I don't know. You talk about being tired. I don't want to hold I'm fired up. Let's go. Let's go. Okay, let's go to break. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. 
Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And we're back. Good to be here. God, the game was just, there were so many chapters to the game. There's that first quarter where the Nets are up 40 to 23, where it feels like, okay, this that's a good first quarter, but you don't know what's going to happen. The second quarter's tighter, though the Nets had one that was 32-28. So you go into the half, and Barkley, I don't know if you watched the TNT halftime show. I know you were streaming. Barkley was like, this game's over. The Nets mm-hmm. are going to win. Kenny Smith was doing the thing where he was like, Chuck, it's it's uh, there's a whole other half. And and Barkley was like, he literally said, and I, this is why I love Charles Barkley. This is why he's the greatest. He's like, the fans came out for this game. They have a lot of emotion. And James Harden, I'm scared. He said, I'm scared about James Harden for how poorly he was performing. Mm-hmm. I know James Harden's your friend. You and Mina are, are hardcore supporters We're of James hardcore. Harden. And I feel corn. And we don't, and we would I never remember. disavow. Can I can I say this? Out. Can yes. I actually go also back great to podcast. Never an old out. an old take of mine that I want Ooh, to reinforce? Sure. I want to steal man my own take. Um, I I said that James Harden his was a uh, energy amplifier in both the negative and mm-hmm. positive directions, and I think that this Sixers situation actually could be a lightning rod for for bad energy. Um, when they came out in the second half, and I was like, "There's like a, an opportunity here to like right the ship," you know, fresh you know bullshit coming out of the yeah. Second half, that all happens. Nothing. There was nothing. And immediately there was bad body language from Joel Embiid. When when Joel plays like that, you know, he goes, I go, he gets Joel for me. All right. And <laughs> and I know and, as a Jewish, I, there's a lot of Jewish Joels in my life. So he, he was dunking like Jewish a Jewish Embiid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I'm Jewish. I can say that, folks. Yeah, so. I can't. Thank you for doing it for me. That's where I was Irish going. Be, um, you know. But and James Harden is a amplifier of that negativity like the the Sixers franchise in general has this like sort of like love hate conduit relationship with their with their fan base as is and I think as a guy like like if I read Harden the way that I think I am the the Harden whisper like the the way that I think I am he's gonna pick up on that energy big time and when things don't go well he doesn't he compounds the problems that's that's part of his nature and that was like it was just rolling downhill and out of control tonight in in so many different directions and just got worse and worse to the point where his calf hamstring was irritating (laughs) him (laughs) that's I want to give a quick shout out culmination to the Brooklyn Brigade Brigade there there were brigade Ets. I love that the, the Nets game, like, <laughs> like yeah. astroturf these games. <laughs> Ship these guys out to go boot. It's so good. I love it. It's so we, smart. We tweeted a great photo from one of our listeners who's a brigade member. And like the, these guys are on a bus. They have like plastic cups with tops filled with beer going down to Philly. And, you know, anything could have happened to them. It could have been a war zone down there. And you don't know what you're going to get with Philly. I mean, Philly famously will throw batteries at Santa. So you don't know where you're going to get. And they go down there. You hear the Brooklyn chants during the game. You hear MVP for Kevin Durant when he's at the line. Yeah, It is so satisfying. I mean, like so much of this Nets experience, right, is that, oh, the Nets fans aren't the Knicks fans and blah, blah, blah. And like, yeah, sure. Like the Knicks have many, many more fans. And what a sad and tired argument that we could talk, talk about that, right? But it is, um, God, it is uh, chicken soup for the soul. Brian, to see Nets fans show out in that way. And you ready for my big picture thought, Brian? Please. Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving were ultra locked into this game. 
Yeah. And this win is one of the few wins in a regular season that can propel a team forward onto a really nice streak. This team has been in uh, – they were in the desert for 40 years. It's been a while. They were Moses and the Jews is getting Passover out of Egypt. Up? The Passover's coming up, right? Passover's coming up. Shout out pa- Passover and Easter. Shout hey, out to <laughs> let's give get that matzo out. Crack them open. Yeah. <laughs> put some rosette on a – I gave it a little Spanish pronunciation. God bless, God bless you. Uh, <laughs> um, that was a dad, were, that, that dad joke. Got you yeah, because that was like a Catskills like humor of like witty banter between a Jewish comedian yeah. and a and a Gentile comedian together. Um, that's what we do. That's what we do. The I I the the way that they were ready for them. Like you even heard the comments pregame the days leading up to the game. They were kind of trying to talk about this event, this game, in a really positive way as like, oh, it's really exciting. Fans booing you is like actually a sign of respect because if you're that good and you meant that much, for them to boo you, for everyone to hate you, Mm. it must mean something. And they went in from the very beginning, KD's locked in, from the very beginning, Kyrie's locked in. And this team has been, we've suffered through a winter of discontent the temperature is rising outside. This team is getting healthy. Uh, ben Simmons is maybe going to play basketball sometime soon, though Steve Nash said something about his back that kind of scared me, which is basically like he was asked why was uh, Ben Simmons not at the the, like the Boston game but in the Hornets game or whatever, but he was at you – no, know, why was he at the Boston game but he was at the Philly mm-hmm. game? And he was right. like, well, Philly's a drive, so it's not as bad for his back as flying. And I was like – well, if he can't fly on a plane, I think I think it was just one of like those Steve Nash where he lies, but he's too nice to really lie. So he kind of makes up. I, I like gotta tell you, as a guy with a bad back, there's always like riding a bike off the table for me. You know, that was one. But like <laughs> your life is over. With, your life and bikes <laughs> yeah, are over. That was it. But now I, I mean, now I had back surgery. So, but anyways, I don't want to speak that into the into the ether. <laughs> that's that's not what I want to say. Yeah. Um, they were locked in. Not only were they locked in. I mean, Drummond was, was as as much of his defense was about like just mauling Embiid. He there was a per, a certain set of emotions, and Curry, Curry oh, had a phenomenal dude, game. Dude, and Seth he, Curry is the shit. Oh, he is so go what we off, need go right now. Tell people yeah. about Seth Curry. I mean, Ryan. I've been. I mean, it's the same stuff I'm going to echo from last week. But like, he is so much more reactive uh, to in, in the course of a game than. And I hate that I keep doing this. I keep like comparing him to other like, you know, all, what, what's the giving me some other like post some shooters from the past. We always get these guys who are supposed to be like three point shooters and they end up like they like eke out a 38 percent percentage over the years. I'm thinking of one person in particular from last year who got traded to the Suns and I can't remember his name for the life of me. Who got traded to the Suns? You mean yeah, Landry Shaman? Carter? Yes, Landry Shamit. <laughs> I got <laughs> Um, like those types of players, like never really work out for us. Like just like it's an Alan Crab model of like, you know, Ugh, rangy combo fuck, guards who's, who's just end up like kind of being a disappointment. And Seth Curry is the, the platonic ideal of that. He's mm. so, he's so much more than also just like a stationary shooter. He's the, the ball handler sort of read and react playmaking combo guard that we've we've never had and always wanted and it's and it's and drummond is like to the in a totally different way someone that we've never always wanted and never had it was just like an actual beefcake 
who is is like useful at basketball <laughs> like you know like not since i can't remember like maybe since like blatch has it been i keep i'm doing some old like call-ups this, this episode i'm feeling nostalgic you know it's <laughs> you're like, nostal- if you're nostalgic for andre blatch you've well, got a I'm problem saying, right now i'm saying blatch had a similar sort of situation in a few ways of being he was a, a he was a beefcake for sure um but anyways not to not to get too derailed i love the seth curry experience to this point he is he is like a big part of what's actually like you know clicking on offense and also to a lesser extent goran Dragic. but like for the same reasons you know just that position having a lot of just rangy playmaking combo guards is pretty fun it's like like a good model to build around yeah and like seth i mean the, the the hallmark moment of the game really beyond like kevin durant Kyrie crushing the 76ers soul was the curry transition like Kyrie passes a half court pass that like dribbles on the floor to seth curry seth Seth curry's right in front of the sixers bench nails a three timeout and he just walks along the sixers bench and it's like so like we are focused so much on ben simmons and james harden Seth Curry and Drummond and Paul Millsap uh, probably have a certain amount of motions in this game too. And it's nice to see that those guys, the role players, not Paul Millsap, like they were amped up. Like you felt like they were ready to roll in this game. You, you all right, Bray? What's that? Sorry, I hit my mic. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, I didn't even hear it. Didn't even yeah. hear it. Nice. Uh, and you're so right. We're like the shooter aspect of it. Like the shooter thing is so glaring that he's, really good shooter that we we just like traditionally as like nba fans we don't get the intricacies of a guy like that until he's on your team yeah and he's gonna be so like i mean i don't want to go too much into playoff talk because like i still need to see ben simmons and but he is he's the type of dude in the playoffs who is super helpful because not only can he shoot threes but he can if if a guy runs at him he can get around him real quick and he he's willing to hit mid-range and he can make passes and he's cagey. He's there for the big moment. Um, it, it, it's like, and the other thing is that who, who did the 76ers need tonight? They needed like, if they had Seth Curry on their team, I'm not saying the game would be a win for them, but it would be dramatically different, you know, because he would have meant a lot to them. When that team doesn't play well, it looks so like Tobias Harris is such a sad sack. Like, I, I hate to say it. Like, I know I'm like, it's not, you don't want to pick on Tobias Harris because, you know, that's pick on him. I don't, yeah. know, I don't give but a it's shit. just like he like doesn't turn on until like the game's way out of reach. And he, like, it just seems like the kind of guy who like, um, he has no interest in having mojo. There's just no, it's just, it's so not even on the spectrum of mojo. Um, and now they have like, I mean, Tyrese Maxey had a bad game too, or like a, a game that was, so I don't, I haven't watched yeah. enough of him. Maxey was a it, non-factor. He was two for seven from the field with four points. And like he was handling the ball at the beginning and then had, didn't do anything with it. Didn't pressure the defense at all. And you know, he's the big, he's part of this new big three in Philly and yeah. he did nothing too. Yeah. And I, I mean, I credit to Bruce Brown a lot on that as like, as part of that defensive, you know, assignment thinking, it was a it's sort of a crazy thought, but like the Bruce Brown on Maxi and Kyrie on Harden, who like we talked about it at the beginning, and it just can't be said enough. Like how actually good Kyrie was at guarding Harden. Like he got like he got nothing going at any point in those first you know fifteen minutes of them playing each other. Like there was just it was so he just got completely stuffed. Um, 
and and I can't I imagine maybe it's just from like Kyrie is such a preternatural athlete that like enough exposure to that dude just like playing in and around him just gives him like I would I always think that that's like a bad argument like like he knows his game but for some reason I feel like Kyrie is sort of a magical player that that might actually be you know a thing for him <laughs> uh, where it wouldn't be for other people but I mean it was really he just like just had a beat on him in a way that very few players do or maybe just like Harden just has bad games which we know that he does and so like he just caught caught him on an off night which which is a Again, potentially a gift that was given to us by Hearn. So could go either way on that. I mean, this literally was Steve Nash's best coaching job. It felt like they actually had a game plan for once defensively. They yeah. doubled Embiid early on. They sent late doubles. They sent early doubles. And they had Kyrie on Harden, which again is an unusual move if you have Bruce Brown and like, you know, defense versus offense and all that stuff. Um, and you can hide Kyrie on someone else, maybe. Um, Matisse Thibel, you could have hit Kyrie on, right? But he put Kyrie on Harden, and every time Harden got the ball, they were right up on him, right? They like they didn't give Harden any room to operate. It was never a moment where Harden's like dribbling around aimlessly around the three point line, like trying to find that avenue to get down into the hole. And then there, you know, him and Embiid had one good play together. You know, they had the one where like Harden drives to the hole and kind of back passes it to Embiid who like almost dunks it or whatever, and then gets fouled again, like, fouled the entire game. But that was it. It was, it was great to see that their chemistry isn't there. Why would it be? But yeah, um, totally not there. Like everyone on the nets was, uh, it, you know, we talked about Nick Claxton a little bit, but like even more so if, if there was an, the most eye-opening single performance for the nets, it's Nick Claxton. It's like, totally. Oh, like this is, it felt like something. Now I don't want to go crazy. Cause like, Claxton's the most inconsistent net, but I, I would never have predicted that Nick Claxton would have done like a really representative job against him guarding and beat. And also like he was doing a couple of other things like help defense wise that are like, were really impactful that really made the 76ers like choke it away. What a yep. fantastic game. Oh, great game. Great game. Did you get it all out, Mike? I think we got it. All, I mean, yeah. Let me just look at my notes. So I feel like I want to there. If I mean, James Johnson, solid minutes, Sixers defense, horrible, which me and I talked to uh, Curry, like the most motivated guy <laughs> among all the traded dudes. I felt like Curry was like the most locked into the game. And I really do the, to finish us off. Please. Th this game matters. It's, it's not just a single game. It is a game that is a potential launching pad. We talk mm -hmm. about ramps, right? It's like, What's that game? F zero. Remember the sure F zero X huge, big one. For and, me. and there were like the, the super speedway yeah. bump things that would blast you off and mm -hmm. you would, that's Did we what hit, this we game hit, was. That's what it was. We hit it. We just the yellow, the yellow, like triangle thing. Yeah. Do, 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 do. Um, that's in my head when I would yeah. drive on them, I would go. Do, 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 that's it. it. We was did it. We it hit the game. It was my own game in my game. We hit the boost um, That was, it was a big moment. So, What's going to happen from here? Who knows? Quick check of the Nets schedule. Yeah, give us a schedule. Um, a big game against the Knicks where, I mean, I made a joke to Mina about this. There are rumors from multiple different places, though none of them legitimate, that... Um, <laughs> where, where do these rumors... <laughs> what, what, is, what is this? I what don't know. I, I'm way too deep in the internet hell? at this point. But uh, that not the, uh, the Mayor Adams of New York City and his administration will essentially... Uh, relax the private ma private employer vaccine mandate, the one that is holding Kyrie back from playing home games. Though the thing that's really holding him back is him not getting vaccinated. But then there's the mandate as well. Um, there's some belief 
out there through various places, all in the dark internet, the dark web, that say the city's going to relax it because, and this would be my understanding of the reasoning, they already are relaxing mandates, and it's harder to defend the private employer vaccine mandate if you're saying in other circumstances that those exact same people don't have to be vaccinated. It's leaving sort of laws work best when they're all consuming. If there's gaps mm. in them, those gaps spread. I don't know. You know, I'm trying to think of like a like a Swiss cheese. Like, do Swiss cheese holes grow as the cheese gets older? I don't think. I think that's, this is dangerous territory to be. Yeah, I'm tra- <laughs> it's a late. It's ten four fifty four. But I. So we're, we'll watch for that to happen. If Kyrie plays against the Knicks, I really don't think politically, um, the the Adams administration would want like they open up the loophole for a New York game like. That's too much attention. That feels bad politics, bad optics. But maybe yeah, Kyrie will play basketball. It sounds like it's all a bunch of memes, and I'm tuning out until there's news. Okay, that's how I feel about it. Mike, get us out of here. Where's the where are the handles? How many stars do we need? We need five stars on Apple Podcasts. Dive into Apple Podcasts. Write us a quick little review. It means a lot to us. It helps us get uh, more money for ads, though. I don't. Do we get that money? I don't know if we get that money. It doesn't matter. We just. I just like doing ads. I like doing them. You, and like I want them. you would more do them for more. free. That's uh, <laughs> yeah. don't tell people that. Yeah. Um, check us out on Twitter at bkglueisnetsdaily.com. The Athletic. Get seriously. Get behind that paywall at theathletic.com/glue guys. Uh, we are a subsidiary of the New York Times, and thank you, Mina Kimes. What a, what oh, a joy to have Mina a on joy. in this moment. Um, Brian, my goal. We're out of here. Are you going to play it? The Nets are back. Bye, everybody.